Welcome to the Success in Medicine podcast. I'm Dr. Rajani Kata, and I'm here with my partner and co-author of the Successful Match book, uh, Dr. Samir Desai. And Samir, as we speak, it is May 27th of 2020, and there was a big announcement made about one of the USMLE exams just yesterday. Can you go ahead and tell us about that? Yes, so this is breaking news, and the breaking news is that the USMLE has suspended the Step 2 Clinical Skills, or CS, exam for the next 12 to 18 months. And that's really quite, uh, you know, quite shocking news um, for several reasons, but what's the main reason it's so surprising? Well, the USMLE Step 2 CS exam has played a significant role in the licensure process, but not just the licensure process, it's also a factor that's been used by residency programs in the selection of residents. And so the fact that a lot of applicants are going to be applying this fall for the residency match without having a passing score on this exam is going to be a really big deal for a lot of applicants. But as you and I have discussed, it's really going to impact the two main groups in quite a different way. So let's speak first about U.S. medical students And then let's address the impact on international medical graduates, or IMGs. So how do you think this is going to impact U.S. medical students? Well, from the standpoint of U.S. medical students, it's not going to be of much impact to them because from a residency selection standpoint, U.S. medical students fare very well as first-time test takers of the CS exam. So historically, they have passed at very, very high rates. We're talking about 96 to 98% of applicants, uh, U.S. medical students, when they take the exam, pass on that first attempt. And that really speaks to what U.S. medical schools have done since these students started taking the CS back in 2004, and that is they've really changed their curricula to help prepare students to pass this exam. And as a result of that, residency programs generally are not concerned about U.S. medical students and their ability to pass this exam. So it ends up being not much of a factor in residency selection for U.S. students. And so because of that, the fact that students are going to be applying for the residency match and they won't have this passing score on the Step 2 CS exam, um, what you're saying is that residency programs will feel comfortable looking to other factors to speak to that, correct? That's right. But let's talk about international medical graduates. Why is this going to be such a big deal for IMGs? And this is where we, uh, you know, need to talk a little bit about ECFMG certification and the current process. Yes. So for international medical graduates, one of the biggest things that they need to make themselves the most attractive candidates possible in the residency match is to be ECFMG certified. And what that means is they have to meet a certain set of criteria. And one of the criteria is taking and passing the step two CS exam. And so historically, what have been, uh, what has been the passing rate for IMGs who are taking this exam? The passing rate for IMGs has been lower than U.S. medical students. So usually it's been in the order of 75 to 80 percent 
passing for first-time takers. And just to reiterate an important point, if you're an IMG, you do need to have that passing score in order to participate in the residency match, correct? That's right. So in the past, you can apply to residency without having a passing step two CS score. Of course, if you have that score and you have also passed the step one and the step two CK and are ECFMG certified, that is very reassuring to programs because it tells programs that you have met all the criteria that will allow you to begin as a resident on day one of the residency. And so when they see that, they, they know that the ECMFMG has certified you and has assessed you as someone who is ready to start residency training. So right now, the fact that there are going to be a lot of IMG applicants who unfortunately are not going to have a passing score because they haven't been able to take this exam and they're still looking to apply in the fall. So there's really two areas I'd like to delve into deeper for this group of applicants. The first is, you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts and speculations about what might happen to this group of applicants in terms of the regulations and what might come about to replace this CS score. Uh, And then the second is, of course, our area of expertise, which is how do you think this should impact this group of applicants match strategy? So let's start with that first area. And, you know, and of course, you and I have discussed this, and this is all speculation at this point, because this information just came out yesterday. So we are making a number of, um, of speculations, but let's talk that out. How do you see this potentially playing out? Right. And that's a great question, Rajini. And before we speculate, I, ju- I do want to share with our listeners that they should be visiting the USMLE website and the ECFMG website for the latest information on these areas. And the, the announcements for this were placed on both websites, and both websites have indicated that there will be some important information released in the coming weeks regarding how this affects uh, international medical graduates and other applicants. Okay, good. Very important point. So as far as uh, what this means uh, for IMGs, I believe there are four potential outcomes that could occur now because of the CS being suspended for the next 12 to 18 months. Uh, Some of this, we can take a look at the wording of the message on the USMLE and the ECFMG websites. For example, when you look at the ECFMG website, one of the things they have written about is that they are looking to see if they could come up with an alternative to the CS exam now, meaning even though the CS exam can't be offered, it's entirely possible that the ECFMG comes up with something else in lieu of the CS exam. That would be the first outcome. Okay. The second outcome would be that the organizations decide to do away with the CS exam completely and permanently and essentially remove it as a criteria for ECFMG certification. Hmm. The third outcome is that they could allow IMGs to apply and match into residency without taking and passing the CS, but then they may ask 
these applicants to take the CS later, say during residency when the pandemic, uh, you know, the issues related to pandemic have, have settled down. And finally, the fourth outcome would be not letting IMGs who have not taken and passed the CS apply to residency. And, you know, Samir, having talked to a number of your students and mentees, I know this is probably the number one concern of a lot of your mentees right now. Uh, Am I even going to be allowed to apply to the residency um, match this fall? And what are your thoughts about the likelihood of that option number or that possibility number four? Regine, it's a source of great stress to IMG. So we're just one day after this announcement was made. And just within this past day, we've received many emails from IMGs who are understandably concerned about what this means for them. And and they're afraid. They're afraid that, you know, I may not be able to apply to residency uh, this October. And and the one thing that I'm I'm telling all of these IMGs is, while that is a possibility, I do believe that it's unlikely because in the current state of the NRMP match, there are approximately 7,500 positions that are filled by IMGs. And there are not enough US MD students and US DO students to take up those positions. Yeah, I mean, it really seems like that would leave quite a big vacuum if you suddenly took out all of these IMG applicants and historically 7,500 positions, that's quite a lot. So your opinion is that that last possibility is unlikely, you know, even though that's speculation, but it's your opinion that that's unlikely. While it is my speculation, I do believe it's unlikely because so much of our resident physician manpower is, you know, consists of IMGs. And I want to remind all the IMGs out there that IMGs make up 25% of our US, U.S. physician workforce. And IMGs are vital to, you know, the patient care that we deliver. They're also making contributions in so many different ways. and you know, we recognize that, the ECFMG recognize that, and since that's the case, I really do believe that the powers uh, to be will, will come up with something for these next few years in terms of IMGs. Well, I think that's, uh, that's a good segue into the next part of this, which is how does this impact match strategy? So if you are an IMG applicant listening to this right now, and you're trying to decide, um, you know, you're, you're really developing your match strategy for the fall. What do you think are some of the important things to, to keep in mind here now that the CS will be, you know, won't be there? So the first thing I would tell IMGs is that the CS exam has been more important in residency selection for IMGs versus U.S. medical students. And since that's the case, we have to remind ourselves, what are residency programs getting from the CS results and and why is that important to them as it relates to the IMGs? And so from the CS exam, residency programs are learning about your ability to take histories and perform physical exams, 
your ability to make differential diagnoses, to document what you're finding through the patient encounter in the in the chart. They're also looking at your communication and interpersonal skills and your spoken English proficiency. So all of those things are important to residency programs. And so since the CS will not be administered, residency programs will be looking for evidence that you have abilities in this area outside of the CS. So very important point. And we talk about this a lot um, in our book, The Successful Match, in terms of how do you provide evidence of certain traits and qualities that are sought after by residency programs. So in this case, if you don't have the results of the exam to speak to some of these abilities, how would you recommend that IMGs demonstrate these particular skills and abilities? Well, what remains important and uh, perhaps now is even more important is your U.S. clinical experience. And having sufficient U.S. clinical experience is essential. And that is just the first step because you also need to demonstrate to programs that what you're doing clinically is what I would call substantial. And by substantial, what I mean is that you are involved in activities that allow you to be actively involved in patient care under the supervision of the physician. And programs will be looking for evidence of this in your application. Mm. And beyond just evidence of that, I mean, this we just recently did an episode on letters of recommendation. And so I think that becomes even more important, speaking to the point of what you just said. Um, what are they going to be looking for in those letters of recommendation? Right. So the letters of recommendation are going to be an important part of your residency application. And what they're going to be looking for is evidence that you have those things that are traditionally measured in the Step 2 CS exam. So those things that I referred to before, your ability to take a history, your ability to form a differential diagnosis, to make an assessment and plan, to document that in the uh, written or electronic chart, and to also, uh, you know, have the communication and interpersonal skills and spoken English proficiency. So they'll be looking for evidence of that in the content of the letter of recommendation. So all of that just becomes even more important than it was before this announcement. So I think this was very interesting. I mean, as we said before, um, the first part of this episode, it is speculation in terms of what will happen next. But I think the second part in terms of how it impacts your match strategy we feel confident in saying that that is something that all IMGs really need to be thinking about and planning for right now, correct? That's right. And it'll be very interesting to see in the coming weeks what the USMLE and the ECFMG and our other governing bodies, what they come up with, because this is obviously a great source of stress and anxiety. And it's my hope that we get some information very, very soon so that we can continue to guide all of our future physicians in the best way possible. Well, I think that concludes our episode and I um, and we will go ahead and put any updated information on our website as it becomes available as well. We'll link to that. And our website is thesuccessfulmatch.com and there's additional information on md2bconnect.com. Thanks. 